the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is. The F2 is underway at 8 minutes past 10 o'clock. Thanks for being with us. Again, we're going to talk to Jim Simpson coming up at the bottom of the hour. I want to pivot away as we continue uh, on this Thursday, the 14th morning of the 11th month in the year of our Lord, 2019. I want to pivot away from the impeachment charade and the uh, fiasco that's going on right now in the uh, Intelligence Committee. I want to talk about something else. I want to talk about climate change. Why? Because this was really kind of an amazing thing on Tuesday. Or maybe this was Monday, but I think I got this clip on Tuesday. haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. Uh, Crazy Maisie, Senator Maisie Hirono from uh, Hawaii, was speaking at the DACA prayer breakfast. All right. Now, I'll talk about DACA again in a minute. I asked Kurt Schlichter about this because uh, the Supreme Court heard arguments, oral arguments, over the president's attempt to end DACA protections because, obviously, you know, it's in the name. Deferred action. Deferred action are the first two words of DACA. Uh, and guess what? Uh, deferred means temporary. It means the decision will be made later, as opposed to permanent action taken on the children of, of uh, alien citizens, or a- alien residents, I should say. So at any rate, uh, Maisie Hirono was speaking on DACA, or uh, speaking at the DACA prayer breakfast, rather, and the subject turned to climate change. And what she had to say was, I think, remarkable. And I want you to listen to it because many of us have talked about the cult of climate alarmists, um, you know, many times. And she essentially confirmed exactly what our belief is, that these chicken littles who believe that mankind is destroying the planet and must be stopped from doing so literally are like cult members, if not cult leaders. Here's Crazy Maisie. And the third is you're leaving our comfort zone. And for a lot of, for a lot of us, 
protesting, marching, that's not something that we normally do, but you know what, these are times that call for us to do those things that we believe in and to march, and not just to march, because that's important to show solidarity, but then to do those things such as voter registration, get people to, out to vote, so that we can have people here who truly are committed to human rights, environmental rights, climate change, believe in climate change as though it's a religion, it's not a science, uh, and all of the things that remains to be done, and, and there is a lot. Did you hear this that is a very part? Did you hear the most important part there? She kind of, she kind of you know, lowered her voice a little bit, almost stumbled over it a little bit, but you heard, did you hear what she said? She said, get out to vote so that we can have people here who are truly committed to human rights and environmental rights, climate change, believe in climate change as though it's a religion and not a science. She's telling people this should be our religion. I'm going to, I'm going to let's see if I can play that part for you guys. And all of the things that remains to be done, and, and there is a lot. This is a very divided to human rights, environmental rights, climate change, believe in climate change as though it's a religion, it's not a science, uh, and all of the things that remains to be done, and, and there is a lot. This believe in climate change as though it's a religion and not a science. Now, I, I wanted to play that clip <clears throat> for a couple of reasons. Um, the most important one being, I want you to hear how insane these people are. They literally think that the climate uh, and uh, your commitment to climate change should be religious in nature. That's number one. But number two, I wanted to have a reason to talk about this, um, uh, this open letter to Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg, of course, as you know, is the Swedish autistic 16-year-old dropout who is being used and abused by some very, very unscrupulous people to be the climate bully. You know, the one who lectured the United Nations on the state of the planet and how we have robbed her of her future. You remember her? She's the How one. dare you? Yeah, that's her. Um, Professor Jason D. Hill from DePaul University in Chicago, who's also a Shulman Journalism Fellow at the David Horowitz Freedom Center wrote an open letter to Greta Thunberg this week that I think should be required reading for anybody and everybody who believes that we are responsible for destroying the planet and it should be our responsibility to save the planet by essentially giving up on all of the technologies that have allowed us to achieve what we have as a people, as mankind. All right? Um in in exchange for going back, essentially telling us to go back to, um, you know, the pre-industrial revolution times, pre-automobile, pre-internal combustion engine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, in order to live off the land, to be one with I want. I'm, I'm not kidding you. What you heard from Greta Thunberg was not the words of, or were not the words of some 16-year-old kid. She has been used. She has been trained. She has been essentially sold as the face of the, of the movement uh, to, to address climate change. And what she stands for and what she, and by the way, I'm going to criticize her and I'm going to let Professor Hill criticize her. Despite the defenses, oh, she's only a child. How dare you criticize a child? No, she's a 16-year-old playing adult games. And if she's going to make adult criticisms, she's going to get adult responses. And that's what we're that. And that's what this uh, article by Professor Hill, which should be required reading, honestly, uh, is doing. And that's what I'm going to share with you. 
and I can't read the entire thing. It's too long. All right. Um, first of all, and I'm just going to, this is the middle of the column. Uh, he says, there are a few things that we, the rational adults of the world, who are not bowing to you like guilt-ridden, obsequious babbits, need to say to you, Greta. First, we did not rob you of your childhood or your dreams. You are the legatee of a magnificent technological civilization, which my generation and the one before it, and several others preceding it, all the way to the Industrial Revolution and the Renaissance, bequeathed to you. That growth-driven capitalist technological civilization has created the conditions for you to harangue us over our betrayal. It is a civilization that eradicated diseases such as smallpox from the world and lifted millions out of abject poverty in a universe you think is dying and decaying. It assured you of a life expectancy that exceeded that of your ancestors, most likely by focusing on economic growth, which you demonize and scientific advancement, that civilization will further enhance a robust quality of life and health for your descendants. Here is a hard truth to ponder, Greta. If the great producers of this world whom you excoriate here to withdraw their productivity, wealth, and talents, in short, their minds, from the world today, your generation would simply perish. Why? Because as children you have done nothing as yet with your lives besides being born. This is what we expect of children until such time as they can be producers by learning from their elders. You are understandably social and ecological ballast. You are not yet cognitively advanced to replicate the structures of survival of which you are the beneficiaries. Children are important installments on the future. We have invested in you. It is you and your smug generation which think they have nothing to learn from the older ones who are failing themselves. Whom do you expect to employ the majority of you if you have neither the job credentials nor life competency skills to navigate the world? The future unemployable skipping school on Friday, obstrepar- uh, this is a word I had not used, i got to get into my vocabulary, obstreperous children. The truth, as one anonymous blogger aptly put it, is that your generation is unable to work up to 40 hours per week without being chronically depressed and anxious. Its members cannot even decide if they want to be a boy or a girl or both or neither or a they. They cannot eat meat without crying. I might add that your generation needs trigger warnings and safe spaces as preconditions for learning in school. Its members have a pathological need to be coddled and protected from the challenging realities of life. Your generation, Greta, is the biggest demander and consumer of carbon-spewing technological gadgets and devices. An hour without any of them, and too many of you succumb to, succumb to paralyzing lethargy. Your generation is the least curious and most insular set of individuals one has ever encountered. Your hubris extends so far that you think you have nothing to learn from your elders. Yes, we have betrayed you. By capitulating the world of leadership to bored, attention-deficit children who spout bromides, platitudes, and slogans that a rudderless, that a rudderless and morally relativistic culture accepts because a significant number of its denizens have become intellectually bankrupt and morally lazy. The logical endpoint of your ecological vision would see us living in primeval conditions, eking out an existence in jungle swamps in which we would regard poisonous snakes and man-eating tigers as our moral equals. We would have to adapt ourselves to nature rather than adapt nature to meet our needs like all members of civilized civilizations do. 
Your vision would see us foraging for mushrooms and plants without knowing which were inimical to our digestive systems. Under your systems, we would swelter from the heat, die from rampant plagues, and starvation because there would be no air conditioning units, no sophisticated plumbing and irrigation and sewer systems, no antibacterial soap made from animal matter, no pesticides and chemicals to sanitize our food and drinking supplies. Just one primordial swamp of human putrefaction. If civilization is left in the hands of you and your eco-fascist supporters, we will be living in grass huts, drinking animal feces infested water, and shrinking in fear from polar bears instead of killing them for food when they attack us. Greta, living in complete harmony with nature, is the death of creativity. Understand this. All great civilizations were forged in the crucibles of proper exploitations of the earth. Those who lived on land with oil and did nothing with it never had a right to it in the first place. Non-usage of God's resources is the cardinal sin because it results in the undevelopment of our human capabilities and makes us indistinguishable from beasts. Your generation needs to be taught the morality of wealth creation rather than only parasitically benefiting from it. The only revolution you will lead, Greta, is one into nihilism and civilization regression. You need to learn about the moral case for fossil fuel. You owe it to yourself to understand how, as Kathleen Hartness, uh, Hartnett White has detailed, the harnessing of the vast store of concentrated energy and fossil fuels allowed mankind for the first time in human history to escape the intractable constraints and energy limits that had left all but the very privileged in total poverty and depravity. Before the Industrial Revolution, all societies were dependent on a very limited flow of solar energy captured in living plants for subsistence needs such as fuel, uh, food, fuel, and shelter. But we, the creative enterprisers, will not go back into the Dark Ages. Your philosophy, Greta, can be summed up, summed up, summed up as follows. What was good for my anthropoid ancestors is good for me. Do not rock the boat or even build one, as that will require cutting down a tree. Do not disrupt nature. Do not dare to see the earth as rightfully belonging to us. We don't have the right to use our brains in a manner that can transform our needs into a material form. Let's conveniently forget that production is the application of reason to the problems of survival. Let's all diminish the grandeur of man and his luminous potential. Crush the Thomas Edisons of this world. The apocalyptic world vision you hold has been a strip landing for those who have hated progress throughout history. Your apocalyptic predictions have been made for millennia, and yet we're still here. We will still be here long after you've grown up, and we have forgiven you for skipping classes, thereby lowering the intelligence quotient of an entire generation. Professor Jason D. Hill from DePaul University in Chicago with that open letter to Greta Thunberg, and I hope to every member of her cult, every member of Crazy Maisie's cults, trying to tell us that we should stop living with the advancements that we have created for ourselves using the earth for our benefit, all in an attempt to become one with the earth and hopefully stop it from being changed. That is the definition, my friends, of insanity. 22 minutes after the hour, back after this.
It's the Bob France Authority here on AM 1420. The answer. All right, it is uh, 1027. Short segment here before we uh, get to the bottom of the hour news and we uh, talk to Jim Simpson on the other side. I want to play for you, though, what I think is a pretty good follow-up to the piece that I just read portions of to you from uh, Front Page Magazine and the the uh, professor from uh, uh, from DePaul University, the, the open letter to Greta Thunberg, the climate warrior, the climate bully, quite frankly. I think that the president, in his speech on Tuesday, I think this is actually a perfect follow-up to that. He's talking about investments in America, but bigger picture, about the belief in our right to use energy and to use fossil fuels as energy um, you know from which we can advance and grow on this if we want our families and communities to prosper america must be the best place on earth to work invest innovate build pursue a career hone a craft or start a business we want companies to move to america stay in america and hire american workers my mission is to put our country on the very best footing to thrive, excel, compete, and to win. For many years, our leaders in Washington did the exact opposite. They imposed the highest corporate tax rates in the developed world, so high that people couldn't even understand what they were doing, and they would leave. Very, very smart executives didn't want to leave, but. They would leave, sending our jobs and everything else all a flutter. They waged an unethical regulatory assault on the American people. They tried to shut down American energy. And by the way, they're still trying. You want to see energy shut down? Take a look at what I'm competing against on the other side. I don't think they even believe in energy. So far, I haven't found any form of energy that's acceptable to them. I think they think the factories are just going to work without energy, don't they? They don't have a clue, these people, but I don't want to mention it yet. I want to wait a little bit longer. Let them go a little bit further so they can't take it back. Because as a campaign, I like it. I like it very much. He's right. He's 100%. This is exactly what we're talking about. The Democratic uh, cesspool of candidates would be right in line with Greta Thunberg and her climate bullying. They would have us get rid of all energy and think that we can somehow power ships, planes, and trucks with wind power or solar power uh, or those cobalt batteries, by the way, that actually run the electric cars. You know, the ones that are actually the ones that actually take up more energy and exude more spew uh, more carbon into the air than we are currently doing now. But that's another story for another time. All right, uh, we'll get a quick time out here for news. As promised, we're going to talk to Jim Simpson about the dual threat, the red-green axis of communism and Islamism. That's coming up on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, 1035 now as we continue on AM 1420. The answer, i got 25 minutes of outstanding awesome left for you. Then Mike Gallagher is going to take you to Prager. He's going to take you to Dr. G, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, Jay Seculo, Larry Elder. Back tonight, I was... uh 
I'm pleased to uh, sit in for Larry. He was uh, doing a speech in Houston last night, but he'll be back on his regular uh, time slot tonight, and I will be listening. All right, joining us now, as promised, we're going to talk more about Act for America. The final Act for America meeting of the calendar year is set for Monday at 7 p.m. This is going to be a big one. It's going to be an important one because it uh, features a guest who has actually been a part of numerous Act for America meetings uh, by way of being the... Uh, questioner and uh, setting up some of the other guests who have presented such important information to us. We've had him on the program before. Jim Simpson is his name. He's the author. Uh, he is an author, rather, and a journalist. Uh, his book, uh, the one that is absolutely must read, is The Red Green Axis. And uh, his presentation on Monday will feature The Red Green Axis, Refugees, Immigration, and the Agenda to Erase America. Red Green Axis 2.0 is an existential threat to America and the world. Jim Simpson back with us on AM fourteen twenty. The answer, Jim. Good morning. Good to have you back. How are you, sir? Hey, Bob. Great to be with you. Always a pleasure. You know, you really are uh, a dedicated individual. As noted, every time uh, we talk to the Act for America guests that are coming on, uh, you know, here for the uh, Cleveland chapter, uh, I always note that you are the questioner. You are going to be a part of this and uh, and have maintained a great relationship. Why is this so important to you, Jim? Well, <laughs> look around. <laughs> Our country is crumbling before our eyes, and it is a it is and has been a long term, long planned strategy. The radical left, in collusion today, and actually for longer than we care to recognize, with the Islamic organizations, most prominently uh, represented by the Muslim Brotherhood, and it's front group, the Council on American-Islamic Relations. These are extremist organizations. They are dedicated to using the First Amendment religious protections to infiltrate and insinuate themselves into our culture and society and bring it down. And so uh, I'm in this fight... uh, Till, till the end. I, I love our country. I love what it stands for. It is the light of the world. If our country goes down, the entire world goes down because we are the last hope for freedom in the world. If that's yeah, not I, good enough reason, I don't know what is. No, no, and, and that's a bigger picture answer than uh that and, and which is great. I specifically meant uh your your participation with Act for America, why that particular relationship is so important to you, because that's where I see oh, you doing right. so much great work. No, it's okay because well, I was gonna we were gonna move on to the bigger picture, which is what you just okay. said, the the existential okay. threat to this country that you just kind of summarized. But but you really have a lot of organizations with which with whom I I would assume you can work, and you really have partnered wonderfully with Act for America, and that was kind of the, uh, the, the, the smaller, you know, smaller picture that I was looking at. Well, you know, uh, yeah, Act is, is one of many organizations that I've worked with. I'm not a part of Act for America, but I've worked with Dan uh, Ramada here in, in Cleveland because he's, he's so effective, and he has such a great organization. Uh, but I'm going to be doing exactly what I've always done. It's just perhaps not under the ACT banner. 
Okay, and, and, and that's great. I'm just glad. And you're right, Dan Ramada and Beverly Goldstein and all of the organizers yep. and the membership of Act yep. for America Cleveland Chapter, uh, they do a, an amazing job of trying to yep. shine a spotlight on these threats and to talk about what we can do as individuals to try to help you know stop these things through uh, activism yep. and talking to our government officials and so on and so forth. We're just glad you're a part of that uh, with all of the presentations that Dan and others are able to give. Um, now I want to get more specific. Uh, speaking of our mutual friend, uh, Dan Ramada, he sent me a note uh, from uh, an article on Center for Security Policy uh, earlier, actually it was last week, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on, because you mentioned the uh, front group for the Muslim Brotherhood, which is the Council on American Islamic Relations Care. Right. And right. and we, we were all pretty well um, convinced that when President Obama's administration was in control, there was a massive expansion of care and its influence on the federal government and really governments at, at all levels uh, because yep. President Obama had a very different vision for what this country should be. I think yeah. we all, when President Trump took over, thought that maybe that would be uh, you know, stopped in its tracks. Yet here we sit right. from Center for yeah. Security Policy, Three weeks after Osama Jamal, the Secretary General of the USCMO, that's the Council of Muslim Organizations, which is right. the Brotherhood's political umbrella group, penetrated the White House on 25 September 2019 to attend a symposium led by Vice President Pence, uh, Department yeah. of Homeland Security, allowed Sufyan, and I'm butchering the name probably so well, the Deputy Director of CARE, to facilitate a discussion and training session for U.S. Customs and Border Patrol officers. Long story short there is CARE is going to be training our Customs and Border Patrol officers on how to do their jobs. Jim Simpson, what does that mean? Well, the the specific location is O'Hare Airport in Chicago, and it's actually not new. They... um, uh, first uh, engaged the the director uh, at at the O'Hare Airport for TSA invited care officials to a behind the scenes security tour of the O'Hare Airport back in 2006. Now you got to remember that not only is care the front group for the Muslim Brotherhood in America, it is the organization Hamas, the terrorist, Palestinian terrorist group Hamas, in the United States. Now, they maybe don't practice and arrange for terrorist acts to occur in the United States, but the information that they get goes to terrorists. And, you know, uh, and so in 2006, this was going on, and you, I'm sure you know of uh, Philip Haney, the DHS uh, whistleblower who was investigated for exposing terrorists in the United States through social media. It's just crazy. But he actually identified this problem in 2006, and his superiors got very upset with him. And from then forward, he was persona non grata at DHS. And so this is a long-standing problem, and the, and the trouble is that below the uh, political appointee level, and even at the political appointee level in many cases, uh, President Trump is being very, very poorly served, and I would 
argue, being uh, fought and opposed at every turn by deep state actors who have yet to be removed. Jim Simpson is our guest. Jim is the author of The Red-Green Axis. He is also a national security analyst uh, and a journalist who will be the next guest for Act for America on Monday. Um, that's an interesting phrasing that he's being uh, poorly served. And I just wonder, though, by whom? Um, and, and the reason I ask that, again, is I just kind of quoted from the Center for Security Policy article, uh, right. Vice President Pence and the DHS, uh, essentially, you know, were, were, you know, leading this symposium that, that announced that this individual would be facilitating that discussion. So, you know, we're talking about the number two man in the administration, the vice president. Yeah. Is, is he unaware of what we are aware when it comes to this individual care? It's, it's partnership and in fact, it's existence as Hamas. Um, and the fact that they're an unindicted co, co, uh, co-conspirator for crying out loud in the Holy Land Foundation trial. I'm just wondering where right. the president you know, advisors are uh, are getting information. Well, you know, I think unfortunately, as is the case often, the political leadership and the staff under the political leadership, they're very good at playing politics. They're very good at uh, electioneering. They're very good at polling. You know, they're very good at things like that. But the depth of their knowledge is often puddled deep, if that. And so you run into this problem, and they get somebody beneath them telling them, oh, these people are all cool, and they don't think of it or look any further. And that's the problem with this, and frankly, all administrations, is, you know, they tend to uh, appoint those people who they know, and most of the time the people who they know are people who worked on the campaign with him rather than experts. Now, the president has tried uh, and, you know, is slowly succeeding in weeding out bad people, but for various reasons from the very beginning, he was poorly served. The uh, head of presidential personnel for a, a few years in the beginning of term, I understand that he's gone now, but was Johnny DiStefano. He was the chief of staff, John Boehner, who you know, r- defines rhino. And, uh, and, and this is why a lot of very bad actors got in, and many who were there stayed, because DiStefano didn't want the Trump people. I mean, I applied there. Many people that I know applied eminently qualified for the positions we sought, but Instead, we were just not even considered. We were roundly refused, and instead they got either their friends or their cronies or selected people out of the bureaucracy. It was, it was just a, a bad, bad deal, and it, result, and it was the result of the president's genuine effort to mend fences with the Republican Party following the election and he wanted to play nice with them and sort of reestablish good relationships. And they, of course, took advantage of that. And, and we're still paying for it. We are talking with Jim Simpson. He is uh, the next guest for Act for America, the final meeting of 2019, which is coming up on Monday. Again, I'll give you the details in a second. Let me pivot to refugee resettlement, uh, which is sure. your area of expertise. 
Um, a lot of us are concerned about the rise of the Ilhan Omars and the Rashida Talibs, people that I actually call Jihad Omar and Sharia Talib. But um, yeah. how these people are, uh, how these people are being elected, and how many more are on the rise? And the reason why, of course, is they are uh, essentially uh, bringing more and more uh, migrants to this country, uh, legal mm-hmm. immigrants in many cases, and they yep. are, and they are, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, pooling themselves in 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 spec- uh, specific areas where they can right. indeed then have the power of the vote and have a majority and elect more yep. Muslims and uh, not just yep. moderate Muslims but Muslim extremists. Right. I think in some cases into positions yeah, of totally elected different. office. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I, I what I fail to understand, Jim, is what can be done about that. We can't tell people where they can live and where they can, you know, um, uh, coordinate uh, amongst themselves. No, yeah, there, there's really, uh, you know, anybody who's a U.S. citizen can can run for office, and if they uh, get enough votes, they can they can take office. Uh, I would say, in many cases, however, uh, I'm not sure about Talib, but definitely with Omar, she has serious legal problems, right down to the question of actually whether she's even a legal citizen of the United States. And once again, we run into the situation where these kinds of things should be aggressively investigated, and it's not happening uh, either because there's resistance in the bureaucracy or, more likely, the political class uh, among Republicans doesn't want to uh, appear biased or prejudiced, so they're afraid to go after her. But as far as I'm concerned, she's broken numerous laws, and whether or not Congress uh, orders her to, uh, to resign, she could be thrown in jail for the things that she's done. And those are the kind of things that we have to deal with. The other thing is, they are all extreme radicals. They partner with the left, so they pick up all of the mantras of the left, you know, uh, oddly and incongruently, the LGBTQ agenda, uh, which, as we know, uh, real Muslims uh, would, would uh, execute those people in their own countries. Right. But here they're partnering with them. Um, they, they, they are extreme radicals, and it really it's a, it's a sales job on our part to get the public to understand exactly what they're doing. Now, in some circumstances, like in Rashida Talab's 13th District in Michigan, she's there for as long as she wants to be, because that's just rock solid it's been uh taken by well frankly communists since the since the 60s uh you know it, it, it's it's a bad district and that's never going to change but there are other places in minnesota specifically where uh, a, a lot of things could could change there were uh 
But there continues to be more and more Somali Muslims coming into this country, and they are indeed, like you know, again, they're kind of uh, 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 making you know hubs, if you will, so that they can continue to elect people like Omar and and as you mentioned, Tlaib. And my concern, of course, is who's next? How many more are waiting in the wings? How many more districts are they going to kind of uh, 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 yeah. you know, you know yeah. co- collaborate to and? Uh, yeah. That's not the word I'm looking for, but they're all going to try to try to get more and more represent representative power in the Congress, which is one of the things oh, that we no. have to be worried yeah. about. Um, Jim, we're out of time here, but I want to I want to remind everybody you will speak more on this again. This is your area of expertise: is immigration, refugee resettlement, and the red green axis in general, which is that uh, unholy alliance between communism, the radical left, and uh, Islamism in the United States. Jim is speaking at uh, the Brexville Community Center on Monday. If you want to attend in person, you have to register because we have to vet uh, attendees to make sure that everything is going to be safe. So send an email if you're interested in, t- in attending to info at actcleveland.org. Info, I-N-F-O, at actcleveland.org if you would like to attend Jim Simpson's presentation on the Red Green Axis, Refugee Resettlement, and much more. Jim, I look forward to seeing you and speaking with you again very soon. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks a lot, Bob. You got it. It's a pleasure. Thank you, sir. All right, 1052, our final segment is coming up on AM 1420, The Answer. Bob France, here on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, final segment on this Thursday morning, and I want to use it to remind you of an amazing opportunity to have a great time prior to our uh, War for America Soul Tour event coming up on the 21st. It is exactly one week from today or tonight, actually, and uh, we want you to be there for the War for America. So I'm told as of yesterday there were just two VIP tickets left. I think they're gone. Uh, not sure if there are general admission tickets, uh, seats remaining, or if that is sold out. Um, but there is an opportunity for you to be there for Barbecue, Brew, and Hue. This is such a fun event. It's going to be at the club Impulse inside the Holiday Inn Rockside where the event is happening from 4 to 6 p.m. Uh, you can come there and uh, sample some adverti- uh, advertisers, sample some um uh, some appetizers, rather, uh, as well as some amazing brews, some beers from the Sullivan Brewing Company. This is just all kind of cool. They, uh, this is, uh, the founding family of Irish Brewing, uh, has put together this, uh, amazing, uh, a collection of uh, fantastic brews, Sullivan's Brewing Company. You really want to check this out. Bring, you know, bring your teenagers, not to sample the beer, but to have the appetizers and moreover, to get them started to get them started to understanding the importance that their generation has uh, in advancing the causes of our great republic and protecting it from the attacks that it faces. Hugh Hewitt will be there talking to you and talking to your teens, talking to everybody from 4 until 5. But again, you can enjoy the um, uh, the food and the... Uh, and the uh, Sullivan Brewing Company brews uh, from 4 until 6. you got to be 21 and older, of course, with a photo ID to, to be served. But this is such an important uh, 
Uh, such an important event. Come and meet Hugh. He is such a great educator. You know, he's still, despite everything that he does with Salem Media and with MSNBC and the Washington Post and everything else, he still finds time to be a constitutional law professor. He explains things better than anybody I've ever heard, honestly. Uh, and he will do that on a one-to-one basis when you come and meet him on the 21st. So at 4 o'clock, it's Barbecue, Brew, and Hugh, uh, brought to you by AM 1420, The Answer, and Sullivan's Brewing Company. They by the way, if you are a beer lover, you're going to love that part of this too. Uh, they've earned the title of best ale in the world, best ale of the uh, in the world, bestowed by Tim's Beer Festival. Not uh, not bestowed by Tim's Beer Festival, some little small rinky dink thing, but rather the International Brewing Awards. Think about that. That's the. Uh, Oscars of the brewing world. That's what Sullivan's is. So uh, you're really going to want to check that out if you're a beer lover. Uh, also, CDs are going to be handed out as well from one of Ireland's fastest rising uh, uh, rock stars. Uh, and uh, it's just going to be, there's going to be swag handed out during the event. Uh, it's going to be a wonderful event. So come and see Hugh Hewitt and um, talk politics drink some beers, uh, sample some advertisers, and then get settled in for the War for America Soul Tour. So all of that is coming up on the 21st. Get your tickets to Barbecue Brewer and Hugh right now at whkradio.com. And uh, then, like I said, we'll have the uh, program with Hugh and Dr. Gorka, Peter Kersenow, and myself following that. So I very much look forward to seeing you on the 21st. All right, that's all the time we've got. Thanks again to Jim Simpson and to Kurt Schlichter, our guests today. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow on AM 1420, The Answer. Mike Gallagher's next. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com